Hi, I'm Tiana Olson, and this is episode 34 of Walk a Little Slower, a podcast where I share a little hope, a little love, and a little bit of what I've been learning. This is a podcast where you are invited to slow down, to lean in, to hold fast, and to eventually, to eventually keep going. Welcome. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to take a quick minute just to say thank you. As always, thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast, for sharing it around with your friends, for posting it, for tagging me in the post. It really does mean a lot. It means, truly means the world. This just started off as a little fun dream where I could write new things and record them and, and share them with you and introduce you to my friends as well. If you haven't yet left a rating and review, please do so. You can do that on Apple Podcasts and also on Spotify. And on Spotify, we just hit 100 five-star reviews, which is wild. So thank you so much for your kindness and for your support. Thank you. All right. Today's episode is with my good friend, Steve VC. Steve is an illustrator and author living in British Columbia. He wrote and illustrated the book Thin Spaces, which we will talk about. Steve is, well... He's my friend. The internet introduced us together somehow, some way, and I'm thrilled to have him on the podcast to talk about creating, being an artist, and what it means to to wrestle with faith as we create. So I hope that you enjoy our conversation and make sure to check out the show notes after you listen so that you can connect with Steve and see his incredible art. All right, here is episode 34 of the Walk a Little Slower podcast. Well, I don't really know how to start podcast episodes, and that's basically how I start a podcast episode, but I'm super excited to talk with you and to finally to hang out again. I know we've, we've hung out a couple of times on Zoom, uh, but this is, this is exciting for me. I'm a big fan of your art, and we'll talk about that. I'm a big fan of your book. We'll talk about that, and I'm just a big fan of you in general as a human being, and we'll talk about you with you. Uh, so Steve, so for those who aren't familiar with your work or with you in general, if you're at a party, which do you go to parties? I uh, no. Yeah, not neither. really. Not really. I like to like to stay. I like gatherings. Big fan of gatherings. Not a fan of parties. Parties. That's a good word. There's too much pressure. I feel like, well, I really got to bring the energy. With the gathering, I can. I'm I'm welcome to wear sweatpants, and that's preferably what I'd like to wear. But let's say you're at a party. Somebody comes up to you and says, "Hey, man, what do you do? How do you respond?" So quick question for you on the party. When you, cause you, you've asked people this before you asked people yeah. this question. Now, mm-hmm. when you picture party in your brain, are you thinking like circa early two thousands movie party with some 41 playing in the background, or are you yes. picturing like dinner party? Like, like when you ask me this, no, no, no party. Picturing? I'm thinking, I'm thinking like some 41's playing in the background party party, <laughs> but dinner party is probably better. I should start asking that. Let's, okay. let's rephrase it. Steve, you're at a dinner party. Somebody says, hey, man. Hey, man, what do you do? How do you respond? All right. right. Well, that's that's definitely changed and evolved a lot. But if if you were to ask me today, I would tell you uh, I identify or I'm a creative. And then what you would do most likely is look at me with a blank expression. Like you have no idea what that means. So I would be inclined to explain to you, well, I'm actually an illustrator, a writer, and 
Who knows what else? That's me. I like that. Did it take you a while to like to say that? Because for, for myself, and I've talked about this on, on the podcast before, like it took me a, a little while for me to be like, I am a writer. Because it's, it's almost as if like you're making a statement. And like, this is what I do. And the world might say, he's trying to be a writer. You know, it's like, no, 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 like, no, like I am a writer. Did it take you a little bit before you could say that with confidence? That's probably been a year journey, I'm going to say. If you asked me a year ago, I would would just tell you my profession. I'd be like, oh, I'm a retail manager. (laughs) And even that, even that has some like connotation with it because people are, oh, you're just, (laughs) you just work at a store or whatever. For me now, it's, it's believing in this is who I am is there's confidence that comes about it and and there's still going to be maybe judgment like preconceived notion from the other person but being okay with that because this is me and that's cool I'm excited I've I've grown in that and that's that's fantastic I want to talk about your uh your handle and your website it's Steve can draw first of all where did that come from and are you still happy that you picked it (laughs) I am over the top that is so i there's a bit of a story behind it let's hear it. so so i'm gonna i'm gonna it's kind of the how did steve become an illustrator story mm-hmm. so so we're gonna get there um so as long as i can remember as a human being um as a child i always had a pen or marker in my hand so i was always drawing i was always drawing doodling from the age of three i think when i was three that's when i got really passionate about it um, growing up, I don't think I even really watched TV. The TV was always on. Um, so I, I knew what was going on, but mm-hmm. I was drawn. I was always drawn. So I, even in, um, kindergarten, you know, a teacher always asks, so like, Hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? The whole class goes through all that. Right. So mm-hmm. you've got, you know, I want to be a policeman. I want to be a, a farmer or a baker. When it came to my turn, I'm five. And I'm like, I would like to be an animator at Walt Disney Studios. <laughs> like, I'm, I, I had it set up. By the time I was 10, um, I actually already had the Art Institute chosen that I was going to be attending. I had my course load figured out. At 10, I knew what, like, I knew what I was going to be doing in eight years from now. Um, that didn't work out. Um, I, some life, life changed, and I ended up going to Bible college. So I got my BA there in youth work, um, was a youth pastor for a few years, um, which at the time felt like the right thing to do. It, it did. Yeah. Um, unfortunately I had some people in my life that had some, I'm going to say sway over my decision-making and they were, they were influences. And one of them felt that art was holding me back. He actually said to me, he's like, you know what? Um, doing art, illustrating, isn't actually glorifying God. And if you want to really embrace and surrender to God in the fullest, you need to give that up. So I'm no. an impressionable 19-year-old, right? Mm-hmm. Like, And I gave all my art away and I stopped doing it because I wanted to glorify God, right? And that that's mm. just kind of where we were at. So I regret it daily that I spent so much of my life stepping away from that. Um, so, mm-hmm. and, and every so often I'd still doodle, right? Like here and there, but I felt a little guilty about it. Um, so fast forward which, to about a which year. Pa- so- hold on, let's pause before yeah. we fast forward. 
We just okay. have to, we just have to, we have to say on the podcast, first of all, that's not right. Because I, I don't know what I've been kind of learning recently um, is the gifts that God gives us. He gives those gifts to us and we get to glorify him and praise him through those things. So like now when you draw, it's like, in my opinion, it's worship. Like, I, I think like when I'm writing poetry, uh, I think it's in some ways it's worship. It looks different maybe from Sunday morning to Thursday afternoon, but like it, like you are using what he gave you. And then you go back to the old Testament. It's like, you know, how did, you know, there's like, there's a group of guys that got these beautiful gifts to help build the temple, like artists. It matters. So anyways, no, I a hundred percent. That's been the journey getting to this point. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's being okay with that. And, and yeah. celebrating too, right? Mm-hmm. So about a year or so ago, um, my wife and I, my wife's incredible. She's such an incredible inspiration to me. We've been, we're coming up on 15 years married. So we um, we're kind of at a point with, we're like, hey, what does the next 10, 15 years look like, right? And we started mm-hmm. talking about vocation and career goals and that sort of a thing. And she kind of asked me a simple question. Well, what, what did you want to be when you grow up? She knows the answer already. She knew. Mm-hmm. And I just told her, you know, this, this dream of being an animator at Disney, I wanted, I wanted to draw Beauty and the Beast, like, and um, she just kind of gave me a stare and she's like, why aren't you doing it? Like, why, what's holding you back? And she walked through that entire journey with me at, at the church and all that. Like we were, mm-hmm. she, she truly is like my, my teammate, my partner. And she walked through that, but she challenged me on that and it inspired me. And I was like, yeah, like we, I've stepped, I'm so far removed from that situation now. Why aren't I doing this? Mm-hmm. So um, I'm like, let's go. So I, of course, I, I kind of, I'm like, I got, I, I want to go under a pseudonym here. I like, I don't want to just be a CVC. I want, I want something. So I'm, I'm up at night and I'm playing on Google emails, like trying to see, okay, what's, what's available. And of course, of course, Steve Easy, which isn't a common last name, is already taken by some guy. I actually found out it's a it's a kind of a prophet cult leader in the States. Anyways, leave that alone. Um, <laughs> anyways, so I, I had this idea and I thought, let's let's go simple. So Steve can draw. It's basically mm-hmm. like a C spot run, mm-hmm. you know? Like it's if I Obviously, I can draw. Well, I, that's not being boastful. Like, I think I can draw, and other people are telling yeah. me I can. So it's not really like that. So it was, it was kind of a fun play on words at first, like Steve can draw. Um, hey, the email is available, and so is the domain name. Let's go. Um, but for me in the last year, that's actually had a lot of weight. And and this is so when, I, when you take the experience I shared with you about being at the church and somebody saying, this does not glorify God. When I... I, I see Steve can draw every day on my Instagram, like that phrase. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's, it's redemptive. Now it's like giving myself permission to do it, say mm-hmm. you can do it. And on, on the flip mm-hmm. side, it's actually also encouragement. It's, it's, mm-hmm. you know, those moments where maybe I'm hitting that, I don't know, I don't know what it's called for, you know, it's not writer's block, illustrator's block. I don't know if that's a thing it is, yeah. but those, those drive spells, it, it, I tell myself you can do it. So yeah. It's kind of this weird self-fulfilling prophecy of a name, mm-hmm. which is cool. I and, and I was thinking about it the other day as we were kind of preparing for this. And I think it's like a, like you said, like a, it's bold, right? But it's also like you're, it, you know yourself well enough to know what's true about you. And then you start looking through your artwork and you're like, well, Steve's right. Steve can draw. 
Steve can do a lot of things. And it's just like, it's just like this really, I don't know, it's just, it's a, it's a fun name, but it also like marketing wise, it does a good job too. It just tells people what you do and how you do it. And I don't know, man, like I, I really like it, but I mean, you're an artist, like this is what you do. So, so what does a, like a normal day look like for you as like a, as a creative? Uh, I draw more in the evening. So I l- illustrate okay. more in the evening. So, so illustrating currently isn't my full-time job. I would, I would yeah. love and adore it to be. And I hope my employer is not listening to this. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's what it is. That's, that's like my long-term goal that I'm asking myself yeah. right now. How can I turn this into a long-term career? And I know that takes mm-hmm. time. Look at, like how, look at your grind, right? For yeah. you to get to where you are today versus, so you, you get it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm at the kind of chapter one of that book right now. So yeah. for me right now, the most important thing is getting content out there. It's, and and it's it's a daily practice. I, I don't say force myself. I look forward to it, but I make sure I'm drawing every day. Yeah. No matter what. Even even if it's something I don't even want to post and it's it's just this heinous drawing and no one ever sees it. I want to make sure every day I'm hitting that up. So I yeah. tend to draw in the evening. I don't feel as creative in the morning. I'm not really a morning person, but I, I read, I read recently, someone said a uh, 2 AM is the golden hour for artists. It's, it's oh. when you're the most, uh, yeah. <laughs> we're opposites, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm probably waking up. I'm probably waking up at like my, my, my best work writing time is like, I'm up at five and by 10 AM, I'm kind of packing it up, you know, like, <laughs> And you made that comment on a podcast recently and I was listening yeah. to it at like one in the morning and I'm listening to it while I'm drawing. And I, and I just had the stocks you were saying here and I'm, I'm doing the time zone conversion. I'm like about to go to bed and he's waking up. Kind yeah. Of weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's, that's kind of when I, when I spend my time really in it, drawing mm-hmm. and that sort of a thing, listening to music, listening to your pod, listen, podcast, that sort of a thing. That's mm-hmm. just when I kind of, come to life throughout the day I get ideas and I'm, I'm always kind of jotting them down on my phone like hey tonight I got to draw this yeah. but that's yeah. that's when I that's when I hit up the time I think that's a that's a big thing that a lot of us are like a lot of us creatives I I enjoy talking about it is is like it's the, the thing that we love to do we will do whatever we can to do that thing like I will yeah. wake up extreme like I remember when I first realized I wanted to be a writer, like I was waking up at four 30 in the morning to write really, really bad stuff. And then I'd come home in the evening and I would write some more, but it was like all like, it was like, I I, I couldn't get enough of it. And I, I wanted to see this through. I wanted to keep creating. I wanted to, to keep putting words down on paper. And I'm sure the same is true for you. It's like, Oh, I see this. And I want to draw that. Like I watch people at a coffee shop and I'm like, I want to write about them or their story, mm. but the things that I don't know, but I want to see what, what can come out of of these this thought, this idea, and then how can that in turn, I don't know, meet somebody where they are? And I see your I see your writing doing that a lot. Uh, and, and recently, it seems as though you've gotten just a little bit more honest with kind of the things that you've been posting and the things that you've been saying. And I think like, and I noticed that that in my work as well. Like when I first started, like I would kind of talk about things, but I wouldn't really talk about things. And then, yeah. I was, and then at some point, I don't know if this was true for you too, where I was just like, eh, whatever, here we are. And we're just yeah. going for it. Did you feel that? That's out of the bag. No, a hundred percent. It's, it's kind of a tricky thing when you're putting yourself out there and introducing yourself to the world. It's this who, if, if you're trying to build a successful business, it's, it's who's my target audience and who's all these things. And you, you kind of have to lay that groundwork first. 
but mm -hmm. more and more I see people respond well to the more I open up about me and authenticity and anxiety and struggles and mm -hmm. things like that and and it's that's when people come alongside and say hey thank you for mm -hmm. saying what I maybe couldn't say or, or illustrating how I feel right mm -hmm. I, quick question it, for sorry oh no, I was gonna say what's <laughs> the best what's the best compliment you get as an artist because you, because what because what you just said is is uh you put into words you know how i feel like that's the best compliment i can get as a writer it's when somebody sends a message like you put into words how i feel or what i'm thinking or what i believe or what i'm going through and i'm like yeah awesome i love i love to be that blanket for people so then that gives them a little bit of comfort so but as an illustrator what is that is that similar for you like a similar compliment I think it's in a similar vein or similar family, but you've actually yeah. given me this compliment before and you probably haven't realized it because we've done some work together. Mm -hmm. It's when someone says to me, you took what I saw and what was in my head and made it even better. You, yes. you took like, I had a vision for something, maybe I can't illustrate or whatever it is, but you found, you took it, mm -hmm. you grasped it and you made it even better than I hoped it would be. And that that yeah. is like the primo compliment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, you do that. And uh, we should tell the the listener uh, a little little secret. But Steve and I've been working on a project together. I have a, a children's poem turned into a book called Dan the Man. And I remember I and this is and I think maybe this was how we first started talking too. is like I was just on Instagram and I was looking for all these different kind of illustrators and artists and none of them were just like my style. And then I came across your work and I was like, this is the guy. This is him. Like, this is Steve. Steve Cantrell. I hope Steve can draw this book. And and it's a brand new project for both of us. And it's we have no idea when it's going to be finished or what it's going to look like when it's done. But it's been a lot of fun to to collaborate and to work with other people. And I think that's one of the things I love most about the internet is you can just find other people who are not even like necessarily like minded. Although you and I are like just people who want to create and put something hopeful and good and fun and honest into the world um and i can't wait for dan the man to be out one day i'm just i'm i'm so excited about it and i mean it's I, it's good i i remember he sent me that message the first time and i i was like oh my god like <laughs> so i was in my kitchen and i'm like like this guy wants me to illustrate and and illustrating kids books always been on my bucket list like i mm -hmm. want to do that I have, I have a small bucket list of things that i'd like to do as an artist and yeah. um that's that's definitely one of them um dan the man and, and i haven't told you this before has stretched me as an illustrator in ways i didn't know i needed to be or could be stretched and what that is is and i don't i don't know for your creative process but mm -hmm. I, I have a feeling like when, when you write something when i illustrate something it, it all starts with a feeling you know we're mm -hmm. probably em empath type we're feeling things and that's what inspires us to do what we do mm -hmm. I have to work through that feeling in one session. Yeah, I, I struggle. Like if I if I have a, a plan today, I probably won't do it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And and that's a blessing and a curse because on one hand, if I if I'm you know it's eleven o'clock tonight and I start something, I might have to be up till three a.m. to finish it because that's just me. Because I know mm -hmm. if I come back to it tomorrow, it's not there anymore. It's mm -hmm. it's not the same song isn't inspiring me in the same way to do what I do. And Dan the man because it's so much more involved than I thought it would be to illustrate has been tricky because it's not something you can just bang out overnight. It's, yeah. and it takes me time where I'm like, okay, I need to come back to this. And maybe today's not the day. And that's, 
okay. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, this is, this yeah. is a long-term project. So yeah. this, this has actually been really a good growth opportunity for me. So thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you said yes to it. And I think that's also part of, you know, well, being a human being, but also being an artist or a creative is it's, you know, saying yes to opportunities that you probably that kind of scare you a little bit or that you know are going to stretch you but i i've had to say yes to all these things that have scared me but it's helped me become the writer and the creator and the speaker that i am because i said yeah i'll I'll speak at that event that i have no reason speaking at but like if you want me to do it like sure i'll come do it but i know it's gonna like stretch me and change me and uh i've been kind of approaching situations and opportunities with it's also going to give me a story, yeah. right? It's going to give me yeah. something new to, to write about or um, to reflect on, or maybe even just something that's going to help me be, then be able to connect with somebody down the line. Um, and I'll eventually open up and, and share about, uh, but let me, let's go back to you as an artist. We've, we've talked a lot about a lot of different things, but yes, yeah. be looking for, for Dan, the man one day it, before <laughs> the goal is before 2030 so we'll see we're, we're we've still got time i'm i'm 2023 um, is my goal that's oh, that's deal. what i'm sticking with so we're going what year All is right. it now are we in 2022 still we're, yeah 2022 uh, <laughs> but um how has your creative journey impacted your your faith because uh, I, I know for myself like it's it's changed so much of it for me. Like it's my foundation seems to have gotten firmer and deeper and wider, but there's been a lot of different things that have changed around the scenery of it. So how, how has it changed for you? Um, we, we kind of alluded it already, you know, with with the whole, the past, the church stuff, that sort of thing. And that, that portion of the creative journey I'm on when I, and I, I, I did steal this from me. I'm not going to lie. But whenever I post anything, I try and post daily on Instagram, a different drawing. And, and you, you try and look for the right hashtags, right? You always try and look like what, what's going to, you know, get noticed, but also like mm-hmm. it sucks. It's a game, but it is what it is. But the one that I put in there that I always want to put in there and I did steal it from you was created to create that yeah. hashtag. And, and to me, that is coming full circle. When I look at three-year-old Steve to mid 30 Steve, it's, this is who I am and this is who I was created to be. And I feel like I truly am doing what I was created on this earth to do. And, and that is no small thing. Um, what's tricky about that is I'm kind of trying to figure out who God is again through that whole experience and process, Mm -hmm. because there's, there's a part of me that, that, experienced you know with with being told art doesn't glorify god mm-hmm. there was a lot of church hurt that ended up happening after that and i'm working through that still and how does what does god look like today and what i'm doing and mm-hmm. and working through some of the pain that i that i went through at that point in time and in we'll talk a little bit about my book but there's one one section i write where you know i'm still trying to figure out the god relationship and i know i'm always going to you'll never none of us will ever have figured out like mm-hmm. the way we're but one thing that I've had to struggle with or have is the term Christian. And mm-hmm. a lot of people can't, can't stomach that I have a tough time with that phrase. Mm-hmm. Because for me, the, the people in my life that, that actually hurt me were Christians. And, yeah. and I don't say I'm, I'm not, but it's one thing I write about is this, this, this fear I have that one day I'm going to ascend to the pearly gates of heaven and Jesus will open the gates and be like, oh, sorry, 
he didn't really feel good about the Christian term, so it's not going to work out. And and it's funny, but people I've talked to, they're like, oh, I feel the same way. Like, they're oh. like, I don't, I don't want to admit that, but I actually, I have some of that fear. Mm-hmm. And for me right now, it's working through what does that look like as, as a creative person. And now I've got the space to feel safe to do that in. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does. It does. It's, it's a, it's a heavy thing to have to work through like hurt. Yeah. It's a heavy thing to have to work through, through all of that. Um, but it's also a brave thing to say, I'm going to work through it and I'm going to work through it with the gifts that I've been given. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Think, you got to be that, that voice for people that maybe don't have that voice. Yeah. Yeah. And you get to what you do with your work and you do this so well is, um, is you just kind of, you hand, you hand what you know over. And it's almost as if you just kind of like slide it across the table. So I'm not, I'm not forcing it on you. And I think that's probably in turn. I mean, I, I try to do the same thing because of, of how things have happened to me in the past where I feel like it's been shoved or, or thrown at me. And I just want to offer something honest and hopeful and what I know to be true. Um, mm-hmm. But also it's like, how do you, you know, approaching writing and, and approaching illustrating with, with humility while, while trusting that the, the pain is being used for somebody else's good, you know? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 heavy, but at least artists get paid really really well. Anyways, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> my big bed of cash I sleep on every night. <laughs> but in, so in your illustrations, there's these there's a couple of common themes and images that that reoccur. Uh, you draw you talk a lot about uh, well, you draw a lot of of coffee, big coffee guy, I which is one of the of things coffee. that which is one of the things that that drew me to you. I was like, oh, he's drawing the things that I would probably draw if I was if I was an artist. Um, but you also you you open up about about struggle and mental health and just uncertainty in general. But uh, can yeah. you talk through some of those like themes? Like where where does the, the inspiration come from? I'm going to say there's two, I, I kind of thumbed through my drawings the other day to kind of see because I, I know there's themes that I know there's to the mm-hmm. point where sometimes I'm like, I just drew that yesterday. Do I want to draw it again? You know, like it's, I don't, I don't want it to be like this. I don't want to be known just as that guy, but it's, yeah. it's coffee. You're hitting on the head. Coffee is probably my biggest. And, and there's a lot that goes into that. Like it's, it's, I hope it's self-explanatory, but for me, it, it represents comfort. It's relaxing. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's the, it's the smell of the beans in the morning when you grind them fresh. Like it's, it's sensory. It's the fall evening with the pour over. Have you ever had a pour over? Yeah. Do you pour over? Yeah. I, I don't personally pour over. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a drip coffee kind of guy. Uh, okay. I, I dabble. I I'm, dabble. A simple, I, I kinda... I'm a simple man, simple man. So I, I wake up to the black coffee, the hot coffee, and yeah. then I move on to the cold brew throughout the day. Mid afternoon, we hit up the Nespresso. And then on special occasions, special occasions in fall, winter, we're doing the pour over. It's it's borderline spiritual. I, I yeah. it just it's so there's that side, and I think a lot of people identify with that. Um, I, I also think coffee is like a connection point. It's think about yeah. like you said, a coffee shop. If you and I, just like we're doing now, if we were to have coffee together, I hope we would have a deep, great conversation. So that's mm-hmm. that's the optimistic, hopeful side, and I think people connect with that be it a coffee addiction or or all the other reasons i listed um the other one that comes up quite a bit and and i've i've had the feedback before some people aren't okay with this which is fine 
uh, I draw a lot of skulls. Yeah. So a lot of people, when they see a skull, it's it's kind of this like grotesque, spooky. Like they they have their own connotation mm-hmm. that goes with it, and I get that. Like we're we're coming up on Halloween yeah. and you see them, and that's that's just what it is. Um, skull for me is actually a very positive thing. I mean, we have one; you can't deny it. Um, we're all carrying one around with us. Um, so one of one of struggles in my life and journey and i'm I, if you check out my instagram or read my book you, you'll know i'm pretty vocal about it but i'm epileptic and that's been a journey in itself and being comfortable to share that there's a lot that goes into it health-wise and skulls when i draw them that represents epilepsy for me the reason is is i've i've been given a brain that uh wants to go berserk my brain wants to do its thing and have seizures my skull is keeping it safe it's keeping it intact it's keeping it in one place the other thing with skulls for me is, um, and, and I know talking about skulls just sounds so hardcore. I'm not, um, <laughs> but, uh, but you're, you're but, not, not hardcore. Not, you know? not, I'm, I'm a gentle hardcore. Hardcore um, light. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, when, when I think of a skull, I, I, and, and this actually on the cover of my book is a good example. I picture it like I'm peeling back a layer of myself to expose me Mm -hmm. if if you will right i'm showing you some of the things that are authentically me and sharing them with you and and there's a lot of vulnerability associated with it so for me it's Mm -hmm. not like a spooky thing it's me saying this this is raw this is who i am and i hope you can identify with that or relate to it yeah no i i like that i I, when i first started getting into your work the school thing i was like oh okay it's not it's not the he's not drawing them the way that i see them like there's something yeah. more there. And that's the thing with artists, right? Like what we will tell you is like, oh, there's a little bit more there. There's just a little something more. Like if you just lean in a little bit further, if you just dig a little bit deeper, like you're going to really see what it is that we're trying to convey or to to bring across. And I think that's one of the beautiful things, not only about like the the art that you share and the prints that you sell, but like even in your book too, like we're just every, every page, you take us just a little bit deeper about um, where you've been, where you are now, what you knew and what you're coming to know. Right. And I, let's, let's talk about the book a little bit. It's called thin spaces and you don't really get like, you can look at it online, but until you feel it, then you begin to get an, you've been to understand what this book is all about. Like the way that the paper feels the weight of this book. I don't know, like, and we were talking about this before the podcast, like, yes, you are an artist, but like, it's not just the words of the book. It's how this book feels like this should not be a Kindle book, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, you, you kind of hit it on the head though. Like when I set out to write this, I knew what I wanted to write, but I'm mm-hmm. like, I want a user experience. I mm-hmm. want like, like the cover. There's no words on the cover. Some people, yeah. when they look at it online, they, they actually are like, Oh, that's a print. Like, no, actually that's the cover of my book. Yeah. Um, I wanted it to be, if you saw this in a bookstore, you'd be like, well, what's that? That's different. There's, mm-hmm. So throughout the book, there's every chapter has an illustration in it because I, I mean have to right have to. Um, we've got that. We've got um, like like you said. I'm like I have to have a matte cover. I have to have satin pages. I have to have this tactile experience for somebody to hold their hand and they're like, yeah, this feels different. Um, there's a few more things beyond the book. Um, when whenever I mail it out to somebody, when you order one from me from my website. I send uh, small art prints as well with mm-hmm. it, which is an illustration from one of the book. You flip the art print over on the back. I have a QR code for a playlist on Spotify, which accompanies the book chapter by chapter, song by song. And 
if you flip it over right now, you probably haven't even noticed. There's there's so many little Easter eggs with this book that are just like me. Um, the barcode. Do you see anything about yep. the barcode? This was my wife's idea. So Is she's like, music? Gonna, it's music. Yeah. She's like, you got to make it fun. So so she does graphic design. So she has these great ideas that sometimes I can never conceive. And she's like, is there a specific song that inspired the book? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay. So we found the course that song. song. We converted it into sound waves and then made that into a barcode. Like just fun stuff like that. You were that kind of guy. And I love it. What's the song? Uh, so it's, it's an 80s pop song by, by a band called Roxette. And it's called Fading Like a Flower. So the the real quick, the uh, kind of, I don't know, preface is the right word. This came out of my journal, but on the inside of the book, um, this, this is what I lead with before you get into it. It says, the intimate moments of God in my life can best be likened to an 80s pop ballad. Honest, raw, conflicted, with a catchy hook, and possibly a synthesizer. So a little bit of 80s in there, but there's a lot of, you'll find some other good stuff on the playlist. But that, that, that's the song. I, I love it. And I, I remember reading the uh, the first chapter. And I think I emailed you right after. And I was like, hey, just wanted to let you know, you have written a good book. <laughs> like, it's just really, it's good. And it's and it's you. I think that's, I think one of the, the hard things for um, artists and creatives, and we talk a lot about like finding your voice or finding your style, but like you, mm-hmm. you have to first start. Uh, and I know I get a lot of messages about like, well, how do you start? Like, how do you, how do you, like, I want to be a writer. How do I begin? Like, yeah. I want to be an illustrator. Like, how do I begin? And I'm like, well, you, I hate to tell you this. You just start. Like you just begin and you just start falling forward, trying to, to figure it all out. And eventually through a lot of steps back and a lot of steps to the left and the right, you kind of begin to figure out your voice and your style and who you you are. And it's not going to look like that person or that person or that person, but it might look a little bit like all, all those people that you've been inspired by or you've drawn inspiration from. And that's mm-hmm. gonna be gonna be you. And when I when I when you get this book, when you get thin spaces and you start reading it, you you begin to see like, oh, this Steve is not trying to be somebody else. He has figured out who he is as an artist and he has leaned all the way into it. And I think that's just something that's something that's worth, it's worth celebrating. And it's worth saying like, Hey, not only can Steve can draw, but Steve can write, you know, like, and, and Steve can do this thing, this creative journey um, that honors God. You know, do you know what's crazy about what you, what, what you just said though, too? Like, I agree with you. It is so me, like I'm mm-hmm. not holding back. And I, I think that's great. And I encourage everybody like, authenticity we could all be like that one percent more authentic like what would that do for our world right but Mm -hmm. almost every single person that has read this book has come back to me and said i get it that these were your experiences and your stories but i Mm -hmm. feel like you wrote my story i feel like you literally wrote the experience that i was afraid to admit to or ask the questions that i was afraid to ask and you did it for me and that that is the coolest part of this journey have you have you ever heard of the con like before you picked up this book have you ever heard of the concept of thin spaces before yeah yeah you'd heard of it yeah not not a lot of people have so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna explain what that is if that's go for it you can tell me yeah. what you think it is i don't know you, no you go for it <laughs> yeah i wrote a book on it's, it it's your um, book <laughs> um so thin places is this kind of ancient celtic idea that there are 
physical places in the world that you can go to, you can travel to like ruins in Ireland or different places that you can go on these, these pilgrimage or spiritual journeys. And in these physical places, they say the veil between heaven and earth is so thin that you could reach out and touch God. So these, these, and this, this stuck with me when I first read about this many years ago. And, um, what inspired me at the time was I thought, well, why do I have to go to a place? Why can't that be, you know, why can't, while I am washing the dishes and having the most boring mundane moment of my life, why can't mm-hmm. that be a thin space? What is, and that really is what I'm exploring in the book. Every chapter is kind of acknowledging a different element aspect of life. And it varies from mountaintop experiences to your life where maybe you would expect that or through your work, your vocation, through the tough stuff, the pain, the illness, whatever that is, it's what does that look like? And I'm using examples from my own life, but I think they resonate with, with a lot of people. This, this project actually, it's kind of fun. Um, this project started in Bible college for me. I had this, this assignment where you had to create something that symbolized your relationship with God. It could be anything. You could write a song, you could do anything you want. So I kind of did a journal and that's where I first found out about this thin, thin, place they called it concept so i made this journal of um song lyrics and poems and and art and that sort of a thing and then i wanted to get super tactile with it so i put in a stick of sandalwood incense in my journal so there was smell to it um don't you're gonna judge me and i'm so sorry i put a bag of chamomile tea in it i'm a different person now i really am um <laughs> but it's, there's there's that and then at the back of the book um I burnt a CD of songs that accompanied this, this journey. So literally this now years later is what that, that project was. And I I remember my professor, he wrote at the back of the book, he gave me an A plus, 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 plus. He's like, I've never seen anything like this before. It was, he's like, I learned through your experiences. And now years later, that was what I hope to bring to the table with this book. Well, and I think you brought it to the table. And I think one of the things that I, and I, and I, I I wrote about this a couple of times. I often write about like waking up early and I'm not like, I'm going to, I'm not, I'm not someone who's like, I'm going to go have my quiet time with God. Like I'm not like that kind of person, but mm-hmm. it is when there, when it is just quiet in the house and it's just me, it's like leaning in to, to what's happening and what's going on and the truths that you believe and for me to be able to whisper into the silence of the morning God is with me, that God is here. And I can also say, thank you. And I can just take it in really, really slowly with the coffee beginning to, to be made and the smell, right. Uh, and the burnt CDs that are somewhere stuffed around me, you know, like right. it's, 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 it's all of that, but man, I really do appreciate your, your artwork. And I'm really thankful to uh, Instagram, not a sponsor of the podcast, but I'm thankful that like somehow, some way, our paths were able to cross. And I'm excited for all the things that we create in the future. I know we just created a print together, the uh, the Here We Grow print, which turned out even better than I thought it was going to turn out. So uh, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm super, I'm, first of all, I'm very proud of you and the work that you've done and the work that you're doing. And I'm just excited for people to, to follow along with your work and to pick up your book. And you should probably tell them where they can follow you and find your book. That sounds good. It's pretty simple. Um, my website is stevecandraw.com. That domain was available. Um, so <laughs> stevecandraw.com is where you can find uh, 
my prints, you can get my book, anything like that. I do commission work as well. I love doing commission work for people. It's, it's fun yeah. to get very specific. It's a challenge too, because it's not just, you know, it's not just me at 1am drawing what I want to draw. It's, it's, it's a little more pressure, which is great. It's, um, it's going to be graded too by somebody else. You know? Oh, totally. They have to, oh, we, we're going to pay for that. Um, <laughs> so there's, there's that. So my website, stevecandraw.com, and you follow me along on Instagram at steve.ken.draw. For whatever reason, all one word for Steve Can Draw was taken. So I'd, I'd put little periods in between, but yeah, yeah. that's fine. That's fine. Um, so those are the two best places to find me. I post on Instagram. My goal is every day, every mm -hmm. day to kind of walk this journey and see where, where we're going. So I am so grateful to everyone that's come along. I heard I heard from someone recently who's another creative on on Instagram. I found this interesting. He said it's not about the likes and follows. That's not what it is at the end of the day. But he's like one of the most meaningful things that you could do for a creative person, an artist, a writer, is just send a quick personal message. Because a lot of time we spend doing these things, you know, we're putting ourselves out there. He's like, if it just means so much to me when someone private messages me and says, "I appreciate you did this." And, yeah. and I'm, I'm not looking for compliments or fishing for anything like that here, but it really means a lot. Mm -hmm. Like hit like, like, like wonderful. That, that's great. But those little things, those are the moments of your day where you're like, wow, I'm, I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad I'm doing this. Yeah. Happy it's, to be it's here. Just happy to be here. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> like when I first started doing all of this, I thought like, oh, I just have to get more people to like and follow. And I'm like, that's exhausting. But you know what's not exhausting is being myself. Like I can just show up, be myself, share the things that I want to share, create the way I want to create, and we'll see what comes of it. And we'll see. And uh, I don't know, man, like I said earlier and like five other times, but you're doing some really good work. <laughs> and I'm I'm really happy to have a front row seat at it. So keep doing it. Um, make sure everyone go follow Steve on Instagram and check out his book, Thin Spaces. It's not on Amazon. It's not on Amazon. So check out his website and pick it up yes. there. And I don't think you'll be disappointed. You won't be. All right, Steve, Steve can draw. Steve, my friend, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Walk a Little Slower podcast. As always, you can find me online at writtentospeak.com or on Instagram at written to speak. And if you would like to support this podcast in my ministry, you can visit patreon.com slash written to speak to become a patron. Your monthly donations, they allow me to spread hope and to announce love through written and spoken word, just like this podcast. Thank you again for listening. Next week's episode, episode 35, well, I'm not sure what it's about, but you'll hear it. It's coming. All right, have a good week. I'll talk to you soon.